Welcome back to another episode of the La Brea Purveya. I am your purveyor, Pete Phillips. While La Brea is away, I wanted to keep the podcast going by exploring some themes of the show, you know, sort of just messing around with the show in general. Uh, and when the show stopped airing, I tried to switch to a monthly schedule, but those eagle-eyed listeners may realize that I missed last month. So apologies on that. I work in education, and so September was a little hectic, to say the least. But if you check the calendar now, you will see that we are in October. This is my first October having this podcast with you. And when we think October, we tend to think of Halloween. So for this episode, I wanted to talk about what each character on La Brea would or should be for Halloween. Now, I can't say that they are looking at the calendar in the show La Brea, and I can't say that they would even celebrate Halloween if they knew that it was the day that they're on, but we're going to do this anyway. So we're going to start with Eve, because regardless of what anybody says, I still think that Eve is the main character of the show. I don't think it's written that way, but I do think it's marketed that way. So for Eve, I think she's going to be a sexy vampire. And I think this because everybody seems to believe that she's hot. Like, everybody in the hole seems to want to do her. And when I say that, I, I mostly just mean Gavin and Levi. But she could be a sexy any number of things, right? So why would she be a sexy vampire? I think it's because she emotionally drains a lot of people in the show. <laughs> Not to mention the audience. I do have sympathy for her. I do see where she's coming from a lot of the time, but also it's a lot. And I totally understand the situation they're in is also a lot, but she never seems to really take a break from drama. Next up, we have her husband, Gavin. Gavin Harris. I think that Gavin would dress as a pilot because for all intents and purposes, he is one. He's just not flying at the moment. When the show starts. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, Gavin would never do that. It's too uncreative. And you're absolutely right. But Gavin is not a creative man. He's actually pretty dull. And he loves to stick to traditional norms. And so I feel like he would dress up like a pilot. Because he would look in his closet, see a pilot's uniform, and just put that on. If I want to give him more credit... I would say that he should be an astronaut because that's like one step above pilot, which I realize is a reductive way to look at the hierarchy of people who fly things. <laughs> but still. Next up, I knew you thought we were going to hit Izzy or Josh, but we're not yet. We're going to jump over to Ty. Ty is going to be a big teddy bear. He's going to use it just like a teddy bear outfit, and that's what he's going to be. And... The reason that I'm saying this is because he looks pretty cuddly, um, and also he is so caring. If you if you put me in this show and you said, hug somebody in this show because you're scared, I'm probably going to hug Ty. So Ty leads me to his wife, Para. And you know what? Para is going to be a pot of honey. Now, there are some various interpretations of what honey pot could mean. But I wanted to settle on this one for the sake of her costume. And that is a pet name for a loved one. And of course, it's cute, right? Because he's a bear. Bears like honey. She's a pot of honey. Right? They're married. So, yes, that's my first couple's costume that I'm going to put out there for you. But there are more to come. So 
stay tuned. Next up is Izzy Harris. And it took me a while to come up with something that Izzy would be for Halloween. Because she is still so terribly underdeveloped. But I settled, mostly because of her hair, on Cruella DeVille. She's going to go all out dressing up as Cruella DeVille. And she's going to do a great job at it. That's pretty much the end of it. You know? it. She doesn't have any of the characteristics of Cruella DeVille. But I think that she could definitely pull off the costume. And to that end, the baby woolly rhino that she makes friends with in season two is going to be dressed as a Dalmatian. Couples costume number two. (laughs) And Josh, I mean, come on, guys. You know how I feel about Josh. He's going to be a clown for Halloween because he's a clown all year long. Levi, though, is going to be Superman because he thinks he is Superman. He thinks he has to save everybody all the time. And the only times that he's sort of been manipulated to go against the team have been for righteous reasons. And so there have been a few times, too, where Superman has been convinced to go against what we might think is good and does it for reasons that were explained to him as righteous reasons. And so I feel like Levi's going to be a fine Superman. And I am really loving this because Levi, Gavin, and Eve will show up to the party And, like, none of them will be related in any way whatsoever. Superman can't be, like, making out with a vampire. And what would a vampire care about a pilot? Sam Velez is going to be James Bond. I think he could pull it off, you know? Like, he could pull off a Halloween James Bond. I'm not saying, like, he should be the actor in the next movie by any means. But I think, you know, throw him in a tuxedo, give him a fake gun, and uh, I think he'll be good at that. And couple's costume number three, Catherine, who kind of hit on him at the end of season two, she's going to be dressed up as a Bond girl. Any Bond girl. It doesn't really matter. All you got to do is dress hot, right? So next up is Riley, Riley Velez, Sam's daughter. When it comes to Riley, I was stumped. At first, I thought she should be a reporter. She does have a propensity for digging up the truth. She is really good at talking to people and getting information from them. And I feel like her inquisitive nature would lend itself to a reporter. But then I was like, she's not really pursuing that in any way. She might not want to be a reporter. Theoretically, according to her, she wants to be a doctor now. But then I thought, if she is going with Josh to the party or something, then we need to connect them in some way. And so, Riley Velez will be attending the Halloween shindig in La Brea as Harley Quinn. Yes the clown princess of crime, and she's going to be great at it. She'll have a little bit of clown in there, but she'll also have that independent woman, which we know she is at her core. Next up is Scott. Scott is Ronnie, will be dressed up as a werewolf. And I know it's not terribly creative. It's kind of like classic for the season. But at the same time, it doesn't lend itself toward his comedic side or his scientific side or his nervous side. So I figured Werewolf would be, like, right center in the middle so that we still don't really know what to think of him entirely. Veronica Castillo and Lucas Hayes, who've been our budding romance in La Brea, will both be dressed as the two parts of the famous painting American Gothic. That's the people on the farm and one guy, the man in the picture is holding the pitchfork. They're going to go as that. Because they are a couple, they have been sowing some seeds, and... 
in a lot of ways, they feel like pioneers. I know the people in American Gothic are not pioneers, but it makes me think of pioneers. Judah will not be forgotten. Judah will be showing up to the party as David S. Pumpkins because Judah exists to either state the obvious or state something really stupid. And I think that a David S. Pumpkins costume hits both of those at the same time. Virgil and his wife will also be attending. They will be coming as Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein. Because now that they're reunited, I think they're going to want to come up with a couple's costume and really, you know, make it work and draw attention to the fact that they're back together. Petra, who we met at the end of season two, will be dressed as Chucky because she's a kid and Chucky's a little doll. And quite honestly, she is still kind of a little creepy. The fact that Right off the bat when they meet her, she starts to manipulate them into doing what she wants them to do. It's pretty interesting. And in a lot of ways, Chucky is also quite manipulative. And lastly, for our living, existing, still-in-the-story characters comes my girl, Kira, who will be dressed as a witch. Which inherently will transfer to a sexy witch. Because, in a lot of ways, she is a sexy witch. And I didn't want to leave out some of our old favorites, people who may have died or just fallen off of the story. And we're going to start with Ella Jones, the grown-up version of Lily. And for Halloween, she's going to be a sculptor. And I say this because since her character is a sculptor in real life, going as a sculptor is kind of like a throwaway idea. It's like if you played baseball in high school and you had to go to the party but you didn't have a costume. You could just dress up as a baseball player, right? So I think that the seriousness with which the production staff take her character is how much effort she's going to put into her Halloween costume. But here's a good one. Silas. You know Silas. Old man. If you look up a picture of Silas on IMDb, he's a pretty good looking young man. And he is going to be coming as the Punisher. Because in a lot of ways, I think he thinks he is the Punisher. His sense of justice is kind of skewed at times. He doesn't seem to worry about honor or chivalry all that much. And I know you can make an argument that Frank Castle, the Punisher, does stand for those things. But I think it would be kind of cool for an old man to show up at a party as the Punisher. And since we're working with IP, Mary Beth Hayes, who is, of course, Lucas's dead mother, will be coming as RoboCop because she is a cop. And I feel like that is who she is at her core. So I don't want to take her away from that, but I do want to heighten it. And that is why she will be attending the party as RoboCop. You might remember Little Lily and Little Isaiah. They're actually going to be dressing up as Mario and Luigi, and it's going to be adorable as they jump into an Aurora. Dr. Sophia Nathan. Look, if you've listened to the podcast, you know my feelings about Dr. Sophia Nathan. So, of course, I'm going to have her attend the party as a sexy librarian because I think she's sexy and she's smart. (laughs) Sorry. Next up, (laughs) Tony and Billy. You remember Tony and Billy from season one? Man, I miss those guys. I sometimes wonder how they're doing in the 80s. I think that's where they ended up. But they're going to be attending the party somehow, and they're going to be peanut butter and jelly because they're a cute couple. Dr. Rebecca Aldridge will be attending and she will be dressed as an Amazon package. And I know you're thinking, what? But every time Dr. Rebecca Aldrich spoke, you also were like, 
what? So I think it's a fitting costume. Because in a lot of ways, there's something sort of hidden behind it, right? Like, you don't know what's inside the package. And in a lot of ways, we never really clearly understood what was inside of Dr. Rebecca Aldridge either. Gavin's dad, James, we're going to dress him as Dr. Emmett Brown. And here's why. Yeah, I could have made him like Dr. Frankenstein. But we're going to take the best version of James. And we're going to make him Dr. Emmett Brown. Because Dr. Emmett Brown is a beloved character... Uh, He is a kooky scientist, and he does mess with time travel, and he is sort of a father figure to Marty McFly, but he's not actually his father. And in the show, he actually is Gavin's father, but he wasn't really much of a father figure, so I'm flipping that a little bit, but I hope you get the relation. And somewhat related, Dr. Caroline Clark will be dressed as a soccer mom, and I picked this because she also wasn't there for Isaiah Gavin uh, growing up. And so I thought, let's dress her as a soccer mom so that she can be that for the day, you know, like she can do that or at least say she's done it once. And the last person that I have, and I hope I didn't miss anybody. If I did certainly let me know. But, uh, the last person I'm going to give a costume to here is our old pal, our old nemesis, Tamit. And Tamit is going to come to this party Dress like the ultimate warrior. WWF classic wrestler, the ultimate warrior. He's going to show up with those, like, things tied around his biceps and the face makeup and everything. And he's just going to be nonsense the whole time. And uh, he's going to bring some life and some fear to the party. Not like fear, but like anxiety about what what he might do next. So I feel like he's going to be a nice addition to the party. He's going to be like that unexpected last guest who shows up. So what about you? What do you think your favorite La Brea character would be for Halloween? You can shoot me an email at shout at yallheard.me, and I would be happy to share that on the next episode. You can also just think it to yourself, I suppose, or you can call at 570-P-O-D-W-A-D-1. That's 570-P-O-D-W-A-D-1. In the media reviews. In terms of La Brea news, we haven't really heard all that much. Except, as is always the case, after I post an episode, some La Brea news comes almost immediately after. Last time I posted an episode, the season three episode titles came out pretty much a day or a week later. So we're working with the following titles, and honestly, this means nothing to us. The first episode will be called Sierra. Sierra is a Spanish word, and in English it means a range of mountains, especially with a serrated or irregular outline, and also the country about a Sierra. So like if there was a bunch of mountains with an irregular outline, the area around it could also be considered part of the Sierra. Maybe they're camped at a Sierra at the beginning of season three, like that's home base. Or maybe it's going to be a metaphor for the jagged serrated, irregular timeline that they will find themselves in. But it's more likely the former. Episode 2 is called Don't Look Up, which was a Netflix movie that I never watched. Uh, Don't Look Up. Let's see. What could be happening when it's Don't Look Up? I mean, the T-Rex is up, right? But that can't be it. We already saw the T-Rex. You can't put the T-Rex in Episode 2 and expect us to be impressed. Maybe it's more like Don't Look Up what happened to all the minerals and stuff that James 
and the Lazarus gang mined out of the past. It's totally not that, but I, I have no idea what it could be. Episode 3 is called Maya, and Maya is apparently a new character coming in. And we have seen pictures of Maya with Gavin, which led some misguided individuals to believe that Eve had been recast with a different white lady. But anyway, Maya is apparently a character, and so we'll probably meet Maya in episode three. Keep in mind that the whole season is probably about getting Eve, which culminates in the last two episodes. We'll cover that in a second. First, we have Firestorm. Now, Firestorm makes me think of those natural disaster type episodes that they've had in previous seasons. There was like the attack of the bees. There was the herd of buffalo. There was really bad sleet or hail or something. So I think that Firestorm is going to be one of those types of episodes, which have always been filler in the past. And since we only have six episodes, I don't know why the hell they're doing that. But that's what I'm going to say. And this is why they're doing it. It's not going to be a literal firestorm. The Holy Spirit will not fall upon them either. This is going to be fire coming from the sky, like various things were at the end of season two. There's going to be all sorts of stuff falling from the sky as this whole timeline thing, you know, gets more and more crunched up and weird. Episodes five and six of season three are called The Road Home, part one and part two. And The Road Home is an interesting title for what could possibly be the end of the entire show. While it's true the family has been trying to go home for the last three seasons, I feel like the show really poses a different question. Like, what is the meaning of home? Is home when Eve, Gavin, Izzy, and Josh are all together? And if it is, does the journey home mean the journey to get to Eve? But at the same time, I can't help but think how literal so many things are in this show. So the road home is probably just trying to get back to 2020 or 2021, whenever the show started on the calendar. So that covers a little bit of our La Brea news for the time being, and uh, it covers the rest of this episode of the La Brea Prevea. If you like what you hear, feel free to give us a review or something, wherever you want. And uh, again, feel free to reach out at shout at yallheard.me or at 570-POD-WAD-1. You can text or call that number. It's a Google Voice line. Nobody's going to answer. If you love what you're listening to, you can certainly head on over to patreon.com slash yallheard. Y'all Heard is the parent podcast of this podcast, and you can sign up for as low as $1 a month and get all sorts of fun extras from me and my pal Marissa. Until next time, which might be a La Brea Thanksgiving, thanks for joining me, and I hope that you dress as your favorite La Brea character this Halloween. And your favorite better be the woolly mammoth. <laughs> <laughs>